What's good, everybody? Welcome to Your Mind, Your Narrative. My name is Jason Jamera. I'm a psychiatric mental health NP candidate, a community advocate, and a child of Filipino immigrants currently living in Philly. And you are tuning in to a real quick Wednesday episode where I talk about cultural and mental health topics off the dome for 10 minutes or a little bit more. All right, everybody. So today we are going to talk about the very trendy topic of self-care. Last week, I took a step back from Your Mind, Your Narrative. I'm sorry for everyone who was waiting for a podcast episode or any Instagram posts because your boy just wanted some time to himself and some time to just do self-care. I know I said this before, but between school, licensing exams, community projects, working at the crisis center, and just doing like talking to recruiters and networking, your boy's been really busy. And I've just been craving time to myself. And so I used last week to get that. We often look at this idea of self-care as, hey, look at me doing yoga, or hey, look at me working out, or writing in my journal. Yeah, those are all great things of self-care, but it's not for everybody. And I'm going to tell you right now that doing absolutely nothing, setting time in your schedule to do nothing is self-care as well. You are rejuvenating your body. You're letting your mind rest. And I don't know, you're just chilling, dude. Like you're, you're really just claiming time to yourself because we so often prioritize every single else in our schedule and our busy lives but ourselves. Pencil yourself into your planner, dude. You deserve to be penciled into your planner because you are important and you deserve to be scheduled for free time. Something that really bothers me about the current trend of mental health and self-care is that it's become this battle of who can do it best on social media. I am a life coach now. Look at me doing yoga. Look at me doing my Tadasana, Vinyasa, da-da-da. When was the last time you ever did a Vinyasa? Like, bro, I don't even know what you're saying. Is this like Naruto language, bro? You gonna teach me how to do a Rasengan real quick? Like, what? Why? <laughs> Why do you think that you need to shame others in order to promote your own image of self-care? Is that even self-care if you are utilizing the shame of others in order to propel yourself? I know a lot of people come with good intentions of becoming life coaches. Like, you know, they want to help other people, you know, have a positive outlook on life. But if you're using so many you statements in which you're saying you don't do this enough or when was the last time you did this or you're just lazy and weak. Like, bruh, no one wants to listen to that shit. Come with we statements, such as, hey, I know there's a lot of times where we get so caught up in our lives, but we can also use this time to da-da-da-da-da, I don't know, bro. Like, if you're making about glorifying yourself 
instead of actually uplifting a self-care practice or inviting other people into it with us and we statements and just having empathy and, you know, just understanding that we're not all on the same. And if you're not meeting people where they're at, then nobody wants to listen to that shit, bro. Like, nobody cares. That's just corny. That's corny as hell. Imagine you go into therapy and your therapist is just talking about themselves the entire time, saying, I do this, how come you don't do that well? Bruh, I'm in therapy for a reason. Because I'm trying to figure things out. Not to get shamed by you. And just a heads up, that shouldn't happen in therapy ever. If that is happening, y'all better get a brand new therapist, dog. Like, that's whack. And if you need to post your self-care, like, in such an condescending egotistical way on social media all the time i mean are you really doing self-care or are you still yearning for the admiration of other people through whatever superficial thing that you're posting maybe those are just some things to question why does my insecurity make me feel like i need validation by shaming others and posting this why do i feel like i need to do this is it actually self-care the way i define self-care is by any action that nourishes your mind body and or soul and something that just brings you long lasting joy not just joy in that moment not just an escape from reality but something and the long term really pushes your joy forward. Something that fills your tank. You know, imagine that you have a tank of joy. And when you're running low because you're just working, working, working nonstop, you need something to fill that back up. And then you can always reach into that jar and grab glimpses and pieces of joy when you're feeling like you're running low on it and you need something to remind you or something to bring you back down to earth, something to make you still feel like yourself, something to make you feel at home. It's these pieces of joy that nourish us. I want to make sure that nourishment is included in the concept of self-care. In the book All About Love, Bell Hooks defines love as the will to extend oneself for the purpose of nurturing one's own or another's spiritual growth. She goes on to say, love is an act of will, namely, both an intention and an action. Will also implies choice. We do not have to love. We choose to love. And so when we're choosing to love ourselves in our acts of self-care, we are performing actions that nurture our growth. So yeah, doing your own yoga routine or going to the gym daily and setting goals and achieving those goals, those are all examples of self-care. Writing in your journal every night and just giving yourself affirmations and reflecting, yeah, that's self-care too playing music, listening to music, developing your creative ability, and putting your own work onto canvas, 
Yeah, those are all pieces of nourishing yourself. Personally, I like to meditate. I'll meditate for like 15 to 30 minutes. And on Sundays, I do it with my friends. And we just talk about our lives and what's going on, what we're struggling with, what we're thankful for, and what we're working on. And, you know, even though it includes other people, this is me accepting or using it as a tool to nourish myself. And I say this all the time, but we heal from healing others. So me talking to other people is also nourishing myself. And you might wonder, okay, well, what about like turning up on the weekends with my friends? Me, yeah, dude, if you know me, I like to party. (laughs) But in fighting myself through acts of therapy, through reading and journaling and reflection, I've come to understand what parts of partying I really enjoy and what parts of me are trying to escape or are trying to use partying as an escape. And so now when I party on the weekends, it's less about getting as intoxicated as I can, but instead about creating a space in which I can receive nourishment and give nourishment to the people I'm with. Genuine relationships. Relationships in which I can be my very self and open up as much as I can. Because I always have deep talks with people whenever I turn up, to be honest. And I like to dance too. So like, you know, dancing is a form of expression. So dancing is also self-care. Anyways, but is it self-care if we can't be the genuine version of ourselves, the real version of ourselves, in wanting to have conversations or not wanting to have conversations and just being able to sit there with people that I love? Is it nourishing myself if I'm just trying to find value from being around other people who may not care that much about me or who may not even know me? Am I just trying to escape reality by drinking, smoking, and sexing it away? Because if we bring it back to the other part of the definition of self-care, then we are not providing ourselves long-lasting joy by doing this. Look, the clinical evidence shows that drinking, smoking, that taking a Xanax is not curing your anxiety. It's just bouncing it off to another time. You know, all you're doing is bouncing anxiety around so that once you're sober or once you're off the medication, then you're just going to be anxious again, as opposed to something like a SSRI or SNRI medication, which not for all, but for many have helped control their anxiety in the long term, in which maybe some of them don't even need medication anymore. Or as opposed to therapy, in which you learn long-term techniques and work through past history in order to get through your depression and anxiety. I'm going a little bit off-tangent now, but I just want to add that medications, that self-care techniques, that coping techniques are not going to take away the trauma that you've experienced in the past that are causing you to feel your anxiety or your post-traumatic stress or your depression. Therapy's going to do that. I would damn near actually just call therapy a long-term self-care practice. Yeah, that's someone else involved doing the care, but you are choosing yourself 
to use it as a tool to care for yourself and to grow from it. So in that case, that is a self-care technique that does provide long-term joy and long-term nourishment. So many of us think that self-care is just about escaping or just about doing the most exciting thing or just dropping all consciousness and escaping into our vices. But if that was the case, we're not exactly nourishing ourselves. We're just looking for stimulus because that can turn into a pattern of us doing something repeatedly that doesn't long-term nourish us, but just short-term, temporarily, provides us a sense of false euthymia, in which the moment we come back home, we're not happy again. We're going back to all the same thoughts that stressed us out, and we're not refreshed for work. We are actually just more drained, and we hate our work even more. I think you need to do both, of providing yourself short-term self-care practices, whether that's like getting a facial or pedicure or going on a hike, going on a run, or even just gardening. 20 minutes of sustained physical activity. It doesn't even need to be aggressive activity. It's just 20 minutes of sustained physical activity. It's proven to get your endorphins running, get your endocannabinoids activated, which are the receptors that, yes, are for weed, but also are activated when you're doing physical activity to give you a bigger sense of joy. Those are all activated when you're doing these activities. Yeah, yoga too, and running and all that stuff. Some of the research shows that over time, we've become much more of a depressed society because we are much more sedentary. Whereas back in the day, like back, 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 back in the day, people had to run in order to get food. They had to hunt and gather. And so they're always activating these endocannabinoids. They were always activating the HPA axis, which manages the release of cortisol. So then they were less stressed out or they're managing their stress a little bit better. And But now we're a sedentary life. Um, we can have food delivered to our door and all that stuff. We don't have to do anything, dude. So yeah, I mean, we feel happier when we do work out. And that's why it's such a good self-care practice. The research also showed that hunting and gathering was a sense of building community and doing things for other people. And that's why they're able to thrive and survive for so long. And at the same time, these people were also sleeping properly. They were sleeping when the sun went down around 8 p.m. and waking up when the sun came up. And they were surrounded by sunlight. They weren't hiding inside. They were constantly being exposed to sunlight. So another quick self-care thing is sleep and sunlight. You need to get both. So many of us grow up with the Kobe Bryant mama mentality. And so many of us grow up with, you know, what was it? Like Nas saying, sleep is the cousin of death. Or 50 Cent talking about how when you're sleeping, I'm working. I, You know what would be really good hard work is if you scheduled your sleep. If you're able to sleep for seven to nine hours a day. 
and still be able to get all that work done in your schedule. Does it seem too unrealistic? I don't know. But then that is the real hard work. You're treating your body while also getting all this work done. That would be impressive. We're going to have an episode on sleep sometime soon because it's so important to ourselves and our mental health and our physical health and our ability to actually function better and smarter. And also, in addition to that, is sunlight because lack of sleep has been connected to more confusion, more cognitive disturbances, and more mood issues, more mental health issues. So yeah, get some sleep. Get light, drink water. Yeah, everyone says drink water, but you know, that's nourishing your body because your body needs fluids without all the sugar, which is something I need to work on myself. So I'm right there with you. And do things that bring you joy. Like don't do physical activity that you hate because it's not, it's not going to be self-care if that's the case. Do an activity that brings you joy, whether that's walking through the park, or gardening, or dancing, rowing, I don't know, whatever you do, playing drums. And if you don't know what that is for you yet, let's say that you feel like you just don't have a hobby, then I really, really, really encourage you to try, try opening yourself up to something. Try something new every week. If you don't like it, then you don't have to stick with it. That's okay. I tried multiple things when I was in LA and I am trash at most of them. I tried doing the saxophone. Bro, I suck at the saxophone, dude. (laughs) I tried surfing. I'm pretty trash at surfing also. So it's okay to try different things and fail at them until you figure out what's the one that you really like. And then, you know, add that into your self-care routine. Schedule that into your me time. And then you can take turns alternating making this me time or inviting somebody else into it as a method of caring for yourself by getting closer to somebody else by introducing them to something that you love. I honestly think that would be a long-term self-care project because then you have something in the long term that you can do with somebody or your partner or whoever that you're doing it with, maybe even your parents. But I also want to remind you that it's really okay to have days where you do nothing at all. Watch TV, finish your favorite anime, Netflix, da-da-da, whatever you watch. You're allowed to let your body rest. Everyone in my network is such a go-getter person. And it's like, dog, yo, we've been doing serious stuff for so long. Let's just have fun and relax for a little bit. You know, and we're allowed to have those self-care moments. In addition to that, let's really push ourselves to include long-term self-care, understanding mindfulness, understanding our traumas, working through our reactivity. That's all long-term self-care. That's nourishing our hearts and identifying ways in which we can prolong our joy. So everybody, I implore you today to really find time in your schedule to love ourselves. 
because we deserve it. We deserve taking actions that nourish us physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. And also, bruh, like, I'm just gonna throw this one more time out there. This is probably gonna kill the mood and everything. But we really don't need to be shaming other people into doing self-care or shaming them into having this concept of self-love, bruh. Like, we're all still trying to figure it out. Like, bruh, Gandhi's still trying... Gandhi's not alive anymore, but Gandhi was still trying to figure it out. Like, the Dalai Lama is always saying that he's learning and stuff, bro. Like, are you better than the Dalai Lama, dog? Bro, you're the, are you the next Dalai Lama? Hey, bro, the next Dalai Lama is coming from Burbank, California, y'all. She's an influencer. She's on Instagram. I got to make sure that she, I follow everything she does because she knows everything. Nah, bro, chill out. We don't need all that. <laughs> I'm sorry, dude. I'm hella out of pocket. I'm not at all trying to shame influences, bruh. Like I said, we're all still trying to figure it out. I'm still trying to figure it out. Like, I like yoga, bruh. Um, if my shawty or whoever I'm marrying in the future is trying to put me on game with yoga, like, I'm going to be all about it. That just wasn't something that we had access to or really understood where I was growing up, you know? But hey, I'm super open to it. And I know I be geeking sometimes, but for real. My conversations, my work is so serious. Sometimes I really just want to have fun and act out and be a fool sometimes. And that's fine too. Like, you know, doing it all in moderation and being mindful about it. It's all self-care. Look, we're all still trying to figure it out together. And so if you're listening, please leave a comment or a review or hit up my Instagram at your mind, your narrative. And let me know, what are some of your self-care practices? How do you define self-love? Because your voice matters. And somebody out there can really benefit from hearing it. So thank you all for listening again. And remember, you are loved, you are worthy, and you belong in this space. Peace out, everybody.